you are listening to the podcast Water X Future, presented by Aquaporin. We are Mette Mølgaard and Josefine Auderas, and we will be your hosts in this podcast series. Maybe you haven't heard about Aquaporin, but it's a water technology company based in Denmark, and it's dedicated to natural water treatment. Aquaporin works to preserve one of our most valued resources, water, by combining advanced engineering, biotechnology, and aquaporin proteins. In this podcast, we talk about water and all the opportunities and dilemmas it contains, technologies rooted in nature, the purpose of innovation, and the spectrum between science and humans. You might remember the first episode where we talked about the clean water crisis and the global access to clean drinking water. In areas with limited or no access to clean tap water, people are forced to find other solutions, and plastic bottled water is a convenient choice. But plastic bottles contribute to plastic pollution, and in this episode, we focus on the link between the two. We will speak with CEO Louise Lærke Gredal from Plastic Change, a Danish environmental organization working to reduce the growth of plastic consumption and pollution on a global scale. Welcome. Bottled water consumption has grown by more than 10% a year over the last decade. The world's population consumes 1 million plastic bottles every minute. This has a devastating effect on our planet's clean water reserves, marine life and ecosystems. By 2050, it is estimated that there will be more plastic than fish in the ocean. To preserve life below water and deal with the 8 million metric tons of plastic that are dumped into the ocean every year, the UN has created the Sustainable Development Goal 14, Life Below Water. Conserve and sustainably use the oceans, seas and marine resources for sustainable development. One of the underlying targets supporting SDG 14 is to prevent and significantly reduce marine pollution of all kinds. Plastic is everywhere, and by now we are all ingesting about 5 grams of microplastics a week. That is actually the equivalent of a regular credit card. To understand how big this problem really is and what is being done to solve it, we will speak with Louise Lærke Gredal, CEO of the Danish NGO Plastic Change, striving towards a world without plastic pollution. Hi Louise, thanks for joining us today. Can you start by explaining us who Plastic Change is and what you work to achieve? Plastic Change is a Danish environmental organization, an NGO, working uh, to reduce plastic uh, pollution. We work both in Denmark, but also internationally through our alliances in the breakthrough, uh, Break Free from Plastic. Um, and we work with shaping public opinion, we work with uh, policy, and we work with industry. Plastic pollution is a global challenge, but is there a difference in how we contribute to and experience this problem around the world? Yes, definitely. Um, there's a big difference 
between the, you could say, the global north and the global south, pollution in itself is much more visible in some parts of the world, uh, which is due to both uh, geography and, and how uh, the plastic floats in the oceans, but also very much due to some parts of the world not having uh, waste management systems. However, if we look at it from a different point of view, from a carbon footprint point of view, you could say that the global north is uh, both, uh, we have a much larger consumption. Um, we buy more, we, uh, we create more waste. Um, so in terms of carbon uh, footprint, uh, it's actually the global north where, where we create a lot of uh, these plastic uh, problems. So depending on how you look at it, which problem? Is this a climate problem or an environmental problem? Um, it looks very different. But definitely there are some parts of the world that this is much more visible. But, but then, uh, and, and we often hear that in, in plastic chains, that isn't it just Southeast Asia or other parts of the world that they have a problem with their plastic pollution? And, and uh, yes, definitely they, they do. But we have to consider uh, what the products are, because... Most of the products uh, filling up uh, the rivers and the oceans is actually uh, coming from uh, companies in the global north. So it's actually our companies, also Danish companies, selling products in markets around the world, knowingly that they don't have a waste management system. So I think we have a huge responsibility for that waste. In this episode, we focus on the link between plastic pollution and bottled water consumption. How big a role does bottled water play and how much does it contribute to the total pollution? Well, it's just a, a recent uh, study suggests that only uh, 75% of the plastic uh, pollution in the oceans come from only 10 different items. And the second item uh, on that list is plastic bottles. So it's a huge uh, problem with these plastic bottles. And I, I also find that that in many ways, plastic bottled water kind of, um, it's a symbol really of, of the greater problem with plastic and consumption. And especially looking into, uh, from a Danish point of view, it seems ridiculous to tap water. We have perfect tap water in Denmark. It seems ridiculous to to buy water, uh, bottled water, um, and I think that that this really much, very much, is a symbol of of a way that we have gotten used to a single-use culture, everything wrapped around in plastic, and and maybe also a supply where there was actually no demand to begin with. I mean, when I was uh, when I was young or a kid, uh, we didn't have these plastic bottles at all. It worked fine. And, and now it's, it seems as if uh, most people think that they will uh, die from thirst if they don't carry around a bottle of water all the time. So where did that come from? I think it, it really is a symbol of a, a single-use culture with these uh, plastic bottles. Can you also talk about the consequences for both nature and for humans in 10, 20 and 100 years? Yes. Well, we have all these... Um, Almost half of the plastic bottles are produced around the globe, which is a huge, huge, huge amount of bottles every minute. I think it's 17 million bottles every minute. 
almost half of these are never collected. So they are out there in nature or in landfills. When they end up either way, but especially in the ocean, they will never disappear, basically. Um, or at least it will take 500 years we, um, is, is the estimate right now. And I think most people have probably heard about microplastics. So what will happen with a, a plastic bottle is that it will slowly become microplastic uh, because it will generate over time and become microplastic. And then it will enter into the food chain through the fish and basically maybe end up uh, in us uh, at some point. And, and definitely it will, from an aesthetic point of view, uh, not be a pretty sight. Right now we have around uh, 400 million tons of plastic being produced uh, every year and uh, the prognosis right now uh, are that this might quadruple uh, within the next uh, 30 years up until uh, 2050. And as we see right now with the production we just see uh, that the uh, waste and the pollution um, increases as well. Um, so right now we say that every minute uh, a truck of plastic goes into the ocean. So this will also quadruple. So in, in uh, 2050, this will be four trucks every minute. The prognosis right now is that, uh, that the problem will only increase. Um, and there's no real solution coming up right now. And what should we be the most concerned about? Well, um, I think there's a lot of concerns. There's the climate, the carbon uh, concern uh, from cl climate point of view, but definitely the uh, both the um, uh, the animals and the uh, the environment and the oceans will uh, will be greatly affected. Uh, we see now that we have plastic and microplastic all over the world. We have been um, uh, trawling uh, the sea, the oceans from uh, Denmark to uh, out in the Pacific Ocean, and every day we found a microplastic. And this is just now. So in 10, 20, 50 years from now, if we don't do something radical about this uh, problem, this will only get worse. As you already mentioned, a lot of plastic ends up in the ocean. Target 14.1 of SDG 14, Life Below Water, is to prevent and significantly reduce marine pollution of all kinds by 2025. So that's in four years. In what way is plastic a part of marine pollution? Well, we see definitely that um, that animals, especially the, the larger animals, are being killed by uh, by plastic. They eat plastic, so they actually die from plastic in their guts and in their stomach. Um, we also see that actually uh, small, very small fish or uh, uh, even smaller animals uh, in the ocean have plastic even in inside their brain or uh, in their flesh. Um, so we don't know the consequences, the long-term consequences from plastic um, yet. And as I think that what concerns me even more is that the cocktail effect of plastic and the chemicals in plastic and all the other things that we expose our nature uh, to, this is will be a, there will be a cocktail effect from all these uh, things that we don't know the consequences of uh, yet, and we have a lot of um, studies right now suggesting that that the, especially the the chemical chemicals in plastic will uh, affect nature, but we actually don't know yet. The goal of SDG 14 is to prevent and reduce marine pollution. 
Can you talk about how we are going to achieve this and whether it is possible? It is possible if we really want to. But I think actually we have to look into SDG 12 uh, to solve the problem because SDG 12 uh, is about sustainable production and consumption. And this is where the problem begins. Right now, there's a lot of focus on cleaning up the ocean, which is it's, it's not going to happen. It's not possible. <clears throat> Only 5% of the plastic in the oceans are on the surface. The rest is uh, on the bottom or on its way to the bottom. So it's not possible to to clean up the ocean when the plastic is is out there. So we really have to solve the problem on land. And this is where the the sustainable uh, production and consumption comes in because we have to look into the way that we uh, produce and consume uh, in in this modern world. And actually 40% of all plastic being produced is the same plastic that is out there in the oceans which is the single-use plastic, the packaging, the, the takeaway, the convenience food materials. So, so we know where to set in, actually. We, we, it isn't you know, cars and airplanes or plastic from cars and airplanes flying around in the oceans. It's plastic from to-go cups and takeaway convenience food. So, so this is really the area where we have to, to do something radical. So now we have talked about how big a problem plastic pollution is, and it is scary to think that bottles in nature can last up to 500 years and slowly become microplastic that enters the food chain. We also spoke with Louise Lerke-Gredal about the solutions to this growing problem. What can actually be done? So I think it's fair to say that it's a big problem we're facing. And now I'm going to ask you a big question as well, because how do we solve it? I think we have to look into the waste hierarchy, where uh, the first thing is to reduce. Really consider where can we reduce? What is needed? How can we just stop producing something that we could just, you know, we don't need it. The second is where can we go from... Uh, single use to multi-use and really reuse uh, our product. And I think this is very uh, vital because if we know that these 40% of all plastic being produced is the actual problem out there in the oceans, so we have to look at these 40% and this is single use foodware products basically. So we have to consider is there a smarter solution than producing single use packaging? And definitely there is. Not long ago, we just washed up our plates and used them again and again, which was pretty smart, actually. We did the same thing with the bottles. So we could go back to to that system. Uh, And what we see right now is a global trend towards reuse and refill systems on a more systemic level, not the individual level. And I think this is really uh, interesting because if we could phase out the single-use culture, we would also reduce uh, pollution, plastic ocean pollution uh, significantly. Only 5% of plastic waste is effectively recycled. Could we solve the plastic problem by consuming differently? Currently, or for the, for the last many years, there's been a narrative that if we just increase recycling, then we would solve the problem. But all studies suggest that this is not a feasible way. We cannot recycle 
a way out of the problem. First of all, because we won't reduce the production in itself just by recycling. We'll just create a loop. And plastic cannot be recycled in infinity. Um, so, so the narrative of being of recycling being the solution is simply not correct. Recycling is part of the solution, but we really, really have to reduce uh, the production, finding smarter ways to be convenient in a in a modern world. The last question I would like to ask you is how far we are from solving this global challenge. Mm-hmm. Sometimes uh, when I uh, I wake up, uh, <laughs> I just want to stay in bed because we are actually quite far. Even though I would say that there has never been a um, a movement this strong on a on a kind of a um, uh, environmental uh, issue that has really uh, made NGOs and politicians come together very fast actually it's been five years five years ago nobody talked about the plastic pollution and now we actually have legislation coming in place slowly but still coming so this is a the positive this is on the positive side on the other side we have a petrochemical industry really investing big bucks in uh, expanding the plastic production uh, industry so um Some days I'm positive and thinking, well, we have legislation on its way. We have a movement. We have a definitely, definitely, a, 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 it's it's top of mind for for most people around the world that the, this is a problem. And and some days you just see uh, the, the the investments coming from the industry in expanding the plastic production. So I think there's a still a way to go. So there is no doubt that we still have a lot to do. Louise, thank you so much for taking your time to participate in this episode of the podcast. As we talked with Louise Lerke-Gredal about, bottled water is a big part of the global plastic problem. One way to solve this problem is to reduce the amount of water purchased in bottles. As Louise mentions... We live in a single-use culture. She never used plastic bottles when she was a kid, but now this is the easy choice if you forgot your own reusable water bottle, something many of us can probably relate to. An average EU citizen consumes more than 100 liters of bottled water annually. That's just one example of a growing global problem. If Europe gets access to a better water quality, the consumption of bottled water can be reduced by 17%, according to the European Commission. This is what Aquaporin, among other companies, is working towards. With their home water purifiers, the company aims to improve the access to clean water, which is one solution to help reduce the need to buy bottled water. For example, Aquaporin's water purifiers are being used in Turkey to get clean drinking water. One of them is Ayan Bamyachi, who lives in Istanbul with his family. They have reduced their plastic consumption by using an aquaporin water purifier instead of bringing home bottled water from the supermarket. The water purifier is placed under the sink and provides the family with a constant flow of clean drinking water directly from the tap. And as Louise also states, it is possible to achieve SDG 14 if we really want to. But we have to look into SDG 12, Sustainable Production and Consumption, to solve the problem, as this is where the problem begins.
This was the second episode of the podcast series Water X Future, presented by Aquaporin. In the next episode, we explore how the industries can achieve more sustainable production patterns as we dive into the link between water pollution and water scarcity, because industries also contribute to plastic pollution. Right now, 400 million tons of polluted waste, such as plastic, are dumped by the industry into our rivers, ocean and lakes each year. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll be back soon 